you want But if you try sometimes Well, you might find What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. And that song is going to be the theme for this podcast as we continue into free agency. Um, and before we talk about free agency, because Dolphins Twitter right now is exploding. Some people are happy with what we're doing. Some people are insanely frustrated we're doing. Then you have people like me are kind of in between. I know, right? I'm never one way. I'm always in between. That can be frustrating. I'm sorry about that. But before we get into talking about free agency and my overall thoughts on it and how I believe all of us should feel about free agency, let's first talk about who we've signed. Um, So starting off, we have backup quarterback. We signed Jacoby Brissett. Uh, It's a one-year deal worth up to $7.5 million. Really, only about $5 million of it is guaranteed. The base is like $2.5 million, I believe. So it's really not that much money. You're getting a guy in Jacoby Brissett that Brian Flores has worked with. He started in the NFL before. Definitely not number one, but I think is a great number two quarterback because not only are you getting him for a reasonable price, but he's a guy that's going to be able to mentor Tua. But what I like about it is he's not going to be flashy enough to where people are going to be calling for Jacoby Brissett to go in. And that's something we saw with Ryan Fitzpatrick last year is every time Tua would kind of struggle, people wanted Fitzmagic in there. Okay, well, Jacoby Brissett doesn't have that type of nickname. So if Tua is struggling, I don't think they're going to be calling on Jacoby Brissett to come in there. Not only because that's not the right thing to do, but that's just not who Jacoby Brissett is. So nonetheless, he's coming here on a one-year, uh, $5 million deal, uh, $7.5 million up to with uh, incentives. Next, we got slot corner Justin Coleman. When healthy, this guy's one of the best slot corners in the NFL, and we were able to get him for next to nothing. Uh, and this is going to be interesting to see the competition between him, Igbenogany, if he is going to compete at slot, and Nick Needham. Uh, obviously all three of those guys are on the team and I think really for the limited amount of money he was brought in here for it's just for competition I have no idea if he'll start but when healthy he is much better than any option we have at slot corner next we got Adam Butler Adam Butler was basically just replacing Devon Gottschow uh, with that nose tackle role but he is much better than Devon Gottschow Um, what you're seeing with the Dolphins is you have four defensive tackles. You have Christian Wilkins and his backup, Zach Sealer. And then you have Raekwon Davis, who's a nose tackle, and his backup, Adam Butler. He comes from the New England Patriots. It's going to be a really, really uh, low salary cap move. It's like, I, I forget, it's like $2.5 million or something. It's very, 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 very low. Uh, and they're getting someone with great quality depth. And also someone that can come in there, knows the scheme right away. It's not going to be a learning curve for him. That was another signing. Next, you have Robert Foster. Uh, He was a wide receiver. He graduated to his freshman year. So he has that familiarity with Tua. He's been in the NFL for three years. Hasn't really done much other than his rookie season where he really looked like he was going to be really good. Um, But aside from that, hasn't really done much. However, the upside with Robert Foster is if you can get him to be the best type of player he can be. The dude is insanely fast. He's very productive and he averages 20 yards uh, a catch. 
in his limited opportunities. That extends over all of his three years. He averages 20 yards a catch. So that's a signing that, again, it's it's a TBD, not a big splash signing. But if you can get him to kind of fill in that Albert Wilson role or Jakeem Grant role, I think he has great upside there. Next, uh, Adam Pankey, we... Um, we signed him to a one-year deal. He's a veteran backup. Don't need to talk about that. Malcolm Brown, we signed him um, to a deal. I believe it's like, I want to say it's two years, and each year he's making, I, I don't know, it's it's very, very little money. I think it's like under a million dollars when you look at the contract. He's a guy that averaged over four yards per carry with the Los Angeles Rams. He's that type of, I expect him to fill that Jordan Howard role. And he is going to be much better at filling that role than Jordan Howard because he's younger, he has less mileage, um, and I think he's a lot more physical. Uh, his his pass blocking is probably his best asset. He has never allowed um, a hurry or a hit, a QB hit, when he's uh, been in pass coverage or, or, or pass blocking. So that is a signing that I think the Dolphins are just trying to get to still fill that Jordan Howard type of role of we need a bruiser that on short yarded situations can get the job done. Next up, Michael Pilardi, punter. He's probably going to replace Matt Hawk now that Matt Hawk um, is gone and signed with the Buffalo Bills, I believe, which <sighs> we'll talk about that. Uh, Vince Beagle's back. Not too excited about that because I don't really like Vince Beagle. Uh, Seathan Carter, fullback. We signed him. And aside from that, a bunch of people have left. Ted Karras now is with the Patriots. Kyle Van Noy is with the Patriots. Shaq Lawson, we talked about that, got traded to the Houston Texans for Benedrick McKinney. Um, trying to think of other players. That's that's pretty much all the ones I can think of. So now that we've talked about that, let's address kind of the overall feel towards free agency so far. And if I could play a sound for the overall feel free agency right now, it would be crickets. Because the Dolphins have not been engaged in free agency, to say the least, okay? We've obviously signed a lot of players. I read all those names. The Dolphins have overall signed 10 players throughout free agency. However, they've not signed any big-name players. And I don't want to sit here and act like I'm not disappointed. I am. Because I will not try to alienate myself from the crowd that wanted a lot of good players. I wanted a wide receiver. I don't know if that's going to happen. I wanted a, a a big name wide receiver. I wanted a center. But also, I said this, and it's not me trying to toot my own horn. Trust me, I'm 100% uh, fine with being wrong. I was wrong on a lot of my predictions, as were many of us. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect. But I did talk about this a lot during free agency before it all began. I talked about it on the podcast many times. You can go back, you can listen to my free agency podcast, anything labeled free agency, I talked about this. And what I said is the Dolphins may look like they have $30 million in cap space. I think it was 33.5. They may look like they are a top 10 team in cap space this year. However, the Dolphins do not have a lot of cap space. And I said this time and time again. And there's people out there who went into free agency with the expectation that the Dolphins were just going to sign big name guys left and right like last year. So I don't believe that the that fans are upset with the Dolphins. I believe that they're just they were they weren't prepared for the reality of what the cap situation was. 
because I see people posting all over the place. Dolphins had $30 million and they signed a bunch of small name guys. They didn't sign any big name guys. Let me break down for you. If you're listening to this podcast right now, which again, I'm not going to act like if you wanted a big name free agent, you're an idiot. I wanted big name guys too. I'm kind of upset that we didn't get one of the wide receivers like Samuel or maybe a center like Lindsay, um, Lindsley. You know, I was kind of upset about that because they didn't really get too heavy of contracts. I think they were reasonable deals. But let me explain to you the reality of what that $32 million is. Dolphins have $32 million, right? 14 of it is towards the draft because the Dolphins have more picks than any other team or not any other team because obviously the Jets do. But given the cap space the Dolphins have, we have to pay more money to draft picks than most other teams because we have four picks inside the top 50. And there's always a good and a negative or a positive and a negative to every situation. The positive is hopefully you get four top 50 caliber players. The negative is you have to pay those guys a lot of money. So, um, I talked about this. Another big reason why you want to trade from three to eight is you can hopefully get a very good player there, but also you're going to pay them less than the number three spot. So, nonetheless, the Dolphins have $14 million they have to pay to rookies. So, you went from $32 million after the Kyle Van Noy cut to now what's 32 minus 14, 18 million, okay? Then you did all those signings. So now you're at about 8 million. Now, if you want to sign Xavier Howard, that's going to be an extra six to 8 million a year. So what does that number leave you with? Zero. The Dolphins right now currently have $23 million in cap space. That's after all of the signings. So we signed all those players for about $10 million, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But what people are forgetting, and I see this all the time, people forget that we have good players on our team like Xavier and Howard that are going to want money. Now, if you're one of those people who doesn't want to pay Xavier and Howard, uh, you can exclude yourself from this. I'm just talking about people who want Xavier and Howard on the team. If you plan on re-signing him, Defensive Player of the Year, what should have been Defensive Player of the Year after 10 interceptions, if you want him on your team, you have to pay him still. And people are forgetting that aspect. They just want the Dolphins to go out and spend all their money, but then they're going to have no money to re-sign the players on their team. Now, I don't know if they plan on on re-signing him. No idea. They might be looking, look, the reality is they might be looking at trade options and cuts on their team right now so they can go out and sign players. Because I believe if the Dolphins trade Xavier Howard, we save like $12 million. We haven't cut Jakeem Grant. I don't know why. We haven't traded Eric Flowers probably because no team wants to take on his contract. We haven't cut Bobby McCain, Clayton Fedulum, um... All those players, which is what I told people we needed to do to create cap space. I said it in my free agency videos. I said, if the Dolphins want to sign players, they can. However, they need to create cap room because while we have 32 million, it's not actually 32 million. It's really what? It's really like 18 million. And that was before we signed players. And if we want to sign Xavier Howard. So that's why I said you get rid of, you know, Eric Flowers, trade him, that saves $8 million. 
Jakeem Grant, $3 million. That's a total of 11 Bobby McCain, $6 million. That's 17 Clayton Fedulum, that's another $3 million. That's 20 You get rid of those four players, you now save $20 million. But the Dolphins haven't done that. Not to say they won't. They haven't. I don't know if they're exploring those trade options. They might be. They might be exploring trade options so that they can sign bigger name free agents. But I wanted to help people understand that it's not that the Dolphins have like $80 million and they're not spending it. They don't have a lot of money. I said this time and time again, and people just thought that, you know, the Dolphins have this insane amount of cap space like last year. We don't. You take away draft money from what we had before we signed free agents and we had about $18 million. And if you want to sign Xavier Howard, you have $10 million. You're not going to be able to sign a wide receiver and a center and an edge rusher. You're not going to be able to do it. The only way you'd be able to sign maybe two big name guys is if you cut a lot of players on your team. And the Miami Dolphins, by every indication, are a team with the philosophy of we'd rather have 10 good players than three great players. That's the philosophy they run under. You look at their draft strategy last year, their free agency strategy this year. Even Brian Flores said this before free agency. He said, look, we like stars on our team, but it's not about having one star. It's about having 11 guys on each unit that work cohesively together. And a bunch of people, and I said this, and again, this isn't me tooting my own horn, but it's just to to let you understand that like, Brian Flores during his press conference said, I'm going to be playing the song, you can't always get what you want, because there's going to be a lot of guys that we get outbid for. And a bunch of people took that as, oh man, Dolphins are about to make a big splash now because Brian Flores is lying to everyone. No, I know he like deceives you, but at the same time, like he tells you guys straight up how it is all the time. The Dolphins didn't have that much money and they're going to get outbid on a lot of players. It's, it's, it's as simple as that, and the reality is, and I'm going to maybe get some flack for this, while players want to win, they also want money. And at the end of the day, while the Dolphins may give them a better opportunity to win than the Jacksonville Jaguars, than the New York Jets, these players, 90% about what they care about is money. And it's not them, it's really people in general. Mostly what we care about is money. So... A bunch of people that are thinking, oh man, it has to do with Tua. No one believes in Tua. No one wants to come here. No one wants to take a pay cut. No, they want to get more money. It has nothing to do with the team. They want to make money. That's the name of the game. Make as much money as you can. Worry about the rest later. It's as simple as that. That's why the Tom Brady's of the world are so rare, because he takes less money, and that's how he wins a lot. Because then other people around him can get paid. That's not the that's not the normal philosophy in the NFL. And Brian Flores told us this. We're going to get outbid on a lot of people. There's a lot of people we'll want, but we can't, we just can't afford them. And people thought that he was just lying and that we were going to go out and sign a bunch of big name guys. No. He's telling you the truth. We don't we don't have that much money. So what can we do to create more cap space? Cuz right now really the only people left available are Juju Smith-Schuster. Some people are torn whether they want him or not, but he's the best wide receiver available, and apparently the Jets are talking to him and the Steelers, which if he goes to the Jets, that would kind of suck, but we'll, we'll address the Jets and the, the Patriots at the end of this podcast. 
but there's him and there's David Andrews. Those are like the biggest name guys available for the Dolphins. Juju will probably command at least 13 to 14 a year. David Andrews will probably command about 9 to 10. Pro- well, I don't know how much he's going to command. The Dolphins are rumored that they only want to pay him 7. But I would assume if they need to sign him, they need to bump that up to 9. So if you want to sign one of those players and Xavier and Howard, you basically have to create $10 million in cap space to sign one of them. So if the Dolphins want to sign one of those players, we need to cut players worth up to $10 million. How can you do that? Cut Jakeem Grant, Bobby McCain, and Clayton Fedulam. That rate, even if you want to cut Albert Wilson, to those of you that like him, I, I like him, but I don't think he's worth the money we're paying him. And and that may sound crazy because he's only making $3 million, But if I can cut Albert Wilson and, and, and get a David Andrews or a Juju Smith-Schuster, I would rather do it. Uh, because as, as good as Albert Wilson's potential is, he's never lived up to that. Point blank. So if the Dolphins want to sign more free agents, or if you want the Dolphins to sign more free agents, worry about them cutting players, trading players, etc. Because if they don't, they can't. It's as simple as that. If they don't cut more players, they can't sign more players. Because we just don't have the money. So now let's look at other people in our division, because that's another thing I've seen. Look at the Patriots. Look at the Jets. They're spending a crap ton of money in free agency. Let me take you back to one year ago today. The Dolphins had spent the most guaranteed money in franchise history. We got Byron Jones, Landon Roberts, Kamu Grugier-Hill, Eric Flowers, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, Jordan Howard. We got a bunch of players, right? And while we won... 10 games. Here we are a year later. Jordan Howard's not on the team. We all want Eric Flowers gone. Shaq Lawson was traded and Kyle Van Noy is now playing for the Patriots again. So while I understand why everyone wants us to spend a lot of money, if you go look at the statistics to it, because I'm a huge statistics guy and I know some of you out there are, the two teams who have spent the most money in free agency since 2016 the Jets and the Jaguars. The two teams with the worst record since 2016, the Jets and the Jaguars. And that's not to say if you go out and spend money in free agency, you're not going to do well. But again, people talking about the Jets spending a lot of money in free agency. I understand that. But do you remember when the Jets, the year before the Dolphins, the first year the Dolphins were tanking? Remember, we all talked about the Dolphins have over 90 million in cap space and the Jets just spent like 130 guaranteed million in cap. Remember, we talked about that, how the Dolphins were saving cap space and draft capital and the Jets were spending it all. And then the Jets that season went seven and nine, I believe. And the Dolphins went five and 11 or maybe it was six and 10. I forget. But basically, the Jets spent all this money in free agency We were all worried. We were like, man, they got CJ Mosley. They got this guy. They got this guy. They spent all this money. They got Le'Veon Bell. And we were all so worried. And then we realized, oh, wait, they still have so many holes to fix. And they don't have the quarterback solved. The same thing is happening now with the Patriots and the Jets. Did they get better on paper? Yes, for sure they got better. But I thought adding Shaq Lawson and Kyle Van Noy and Eric Flowers... Those three additions would make us like, man, look at all those good guys we got. Here we are a year later, none of them are on the team, and all of them 
um, all of them uh, were, what's the word for this? They underachieved what I thought they would. So yes, on paper, the Patriots look like they got a lot better. The Jets look like they got a lot better. But the Patriots still have yet to solve the quarterback. Because as much as I like Cam Newton as an athlete, he's not a quarterback. He's just not. People complain all the time about Cam Newton didn't have weapons last year. Look, I watched many Patriot games. And the, the, the wide receivers, while they may have been a issue, Cam Newton sometimes couldn't even throw the ball to them because he would throw it at the ground. So I understand, yes, they needed help with wide receiver, but Cam Newton also needs help in general as a quarterback. The offensive line for the Patriots got much worse. David Andrews is going to be gone. Ted Karras is not as good as David Andrews. Joe Thune is gone. Nothing they have is as good as Joe Thune. So that run game is not going to be nearly as good as it was last year. Their defense, yes, it got better, but also Stephon Gilmore, I don't know if he's staying. Rumors are that he's definitely gone. They've placed a trade tender, a second round tender on J.C. Jackson. Patrick Chung retired. They added Calvin Noy, awesome. I don't really think that's a big deal. And they're going to get Dante Hightower back great. Then you look at the Jets. The Jets have so many holes to fix. And I understand wide receiver is the issue, but here's what I want to say, and I talked about this a couple of times. The proper way to build a team is not through your offense first. And that may be kind of an oxymoron considering that most of the time you win a lot of games through your offense. But what's going to happen is the Jets are going to build their offense and they're going to get into shooting matches where they're having to score 30 points every game because their defense hasn't been addressed yet. Now, yes, they can fix it through the draft, but also at the same time, you need studs on both sides. You need veterans on both sides. You can't just rely on rookies. The Dolphins built their team first through defense. That's why our offense was so bad last year. Because we built the defense up first, which allowed the other team to not score as many points so that the offense, while it was lackluster, only had to score 24 points to win a football game. When you build your offense first and not your defense, you now are relying on your offense to score 27, 30 plus points every game to win. It's what the Chargers did last year when they were getting into shooting matches and losing. It's what a lot of teams do. They build the offense and they can't score enough points every single game because their defense is bad. So I understand. You look, you look at the Jets. They're getting a lot of wide receiver help. Yes, but they still have a lot of holes to fix. Remember, guys, they won two games last year. Adding two wide receivers to your team does not mean you're going to win eight more games. Adding two good wide receivers maybe gives you one more win a year, maybe two. But when you have that many holes on your team, again, I understand. They're actually building it the right way. I'm not going to. They should be building through the defense first, which that is wrong. But I'm not going to sit here and crap on the Jets. They obviously got some good pieces. But people are acting like just because they added two wide receivers that they're going to be like Super Bowl champs this year. Not the case. Patriots and Jets have a long way to go. And yes, the Dolphins haven't addressed as many needs as they I wish they would have or as a lot of you wish they would have. But number one, we didn't have a lot of cap space to do it unless we cut players, which we haven't. And number two, people are still forgetting about the draft. And while I agree with the premise that 
you can't rely on rookies to just be stars like stars right away in the NFL. While I agree with that, I also believe when you have enough veterans on your team, like Devontae Parker, you have certain people on your offensive unit. You have the Miles Gaskins that did great last year. You have the Devontae Parkers, the Mike Isicki. When you have certain veterans on your team that can complement young players, I think you have something to work with. And I, we need to remember, while we can't rely on rookies, because I've heard this a lot, you can't rely on rookies to, to be starters and studs right away. Let me remind you that out of 13 players that we drafted last year, nine of them started in the 2020 season when we went 10 and 6. The only players that didn't start for the Dolphins were Noah Igbenogany, Malcolm Perry, Jason Strobridge, and um, Curtis Weaver because he got cut. Aside from that, every player we drafted started for the Dolphins. So for me, I expect the... The, the class of 2021 for the Dolphins to do the exact same because I know Brian Flores can coach them up. So my overall thought, let me kind of cap this all together. Am I super stoked about what the Dolphins have done in free agency? No, I'm not going to act like I'm, you know, this perfect guy that doesn't care if the Dolphins get big name guys. No, I think it's natural inclination for you to want the Dolphins to get good players. So overall, I am a little upset. I was bored by this free agency. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because the Dolphins have always been exciting in free agency and it's never gotten us anywhere. Um, So am I a little upset that we didn't try to maybe get some more players? Yes. But at the same time, how do I, how do we know how involved we were? What if we were in the bidding wars for all these players and they just didn't choose us because of money? You have no idea. Um, so yeah, of course, I, I was a little upset. There were a couple players I wish we would have gotten. I think we could have if we cut ties with people like Jakeem Grant, Eric Flowers, Bobby McCain, Clayton Fedulum. However, my overall belief, and I'm sticking to this and I encourage you to, just to save you a lot less stress and heartache and anger, give it time. Again, last year, if you were to look at our free agent class, you would say, man, the Dolphins got so many players. They have a great coach. They're going to win. They're, those players are going to be amazing. And here we are a year later, and they're not even on the team, except Byron Jones and who else? Byron Jones, Eric Flowers, Landon Roberts, I think. That's it. So yes, while, while the cool thing is to get a bunch of free agents, at the same time, you have no idea how the, the, the league is going to pan out, who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, until the season starts. Because when the Jets that year spent like $130 million in free agency, they only won one more game than the Dolphins, who got rid of literally all their players. Remember who our coach is. Remember who our, our general manager is. I understand the immediate reaction is to get upset because they don't do what we want them to do. But it's worked so far. We went 5-11, and 10-6. And it's not like we got... Here's, the, here's another thing. We haven't gotten rid... We haven't gotten worse. We just haven't gotten a lot better. But people assume that like we've gotten worse. We haven't. Benedrick McKinney and Andrew Van Ginkle are better than Shaq Lawson and Kyle Van Noy. We got a better backup quarterback. 
which when you consider the hype around him, his reliability with turnovers, Jacoby Brissett is a better backup quarterback. We got a better young running back in Malcolm Brown than Jordan Howard. Offensive line is TBD. We still need to address center. That's probably the biggest need right now because Ted Karras left that little slime ball. Him and Kyle Van Noy going back to the Patriots. But the Dolphins haven't gotten worse. That's a that's the thing. I think we're all upset, not because the Dolphins are getting worse, but because we're not improving a lot. But at the end of the day, there's still the draft, and we have no idea how these free agents are going to pan out. Again, just the Benedrick McKinney signing alone. That and Isaiah Wilson. Just those two signings alone. If you hit on those... You just got a Pro Bowl linebacker and you got a first round talent on your offensive line for, for nothing, for $1 million a year. So let it let it pan out. You have no idea because last year I rated the free agency as an A- minus before they played games. Now a year later, it's probably like a B- minus because three of the players are gone and the rest of them on the team didn't really, they, they underachieved what I thought they would. Just the reality of it. The draft class is the opposite. The draft class beforehand, I was like, that's interesting. I'll probably give it a B. But when you can get 9 out of 13 players you drafted to start, and you got a franchise quarterback, which I think you did in Tua, A, easily an A, maybe an A+. Because no other team can get 9 out of 13 players in their draft class to start for them and play well. The Dolphins did. So again, let's just wait. Let's just, like, what if right now in the draft, and, and we'll talk about this when it comes to draft time, how don't get your hopes up that they're going to get everyone you think they will because the Dolphins have never done that ever. That's another thing I talked about. The Dolphins have never, ever gotten the players that you think they're going to get or the, the players that people say they're going to get. Kenny Galladay, Aaron Jones, prime example, didn't get them. So set your expectations that you have no idea who the Dolphins are going to get. But let's just say for hypothetical, the Dolphins get a running back like Najee Harris or Javante Williams, a wide receiver, one of the top three or Kyle Pitts, and a linebacker like Baron Browning in the draft. You're going to feel a lot better about this team than you did before. And I think the Dolphins, I will say this, I think it's very smart that they, the wide receiver I wanted to get was Curtis Samuel. I didn't want to get a big name wide receiver in free agency because they never pan out. The only wide receivers that pan out and in, in that go to new teams are ones that get traded for because you're giving something for them. If your wide receiver hits free agency and you don't re-sign him, it most likely means they're not as good as you thought. Notice how Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson got tagged because their team was like, they are too good for us to let go. There's a reason why teams are letting their wide receivers go because they're not as good as you think. Not to say they're bad, but there's a reason why their current team isn't keeping them and they're spending money elsewhere. The Dolphins are have the ability with a loaded free uh, wide receiver class in the draft to get a bunch of young wide receivers and mold them so they can be studs in year two. That may not be the answer you wanted, but it's just the truth. So at the end of the day, guys, let's just be patient. Take a deep breath. Understand that what, what may look like a boring free agency now may be great because you may have even Benedrick McKinney, even if Benedrick McKinney just happens to be go back to his Pro Bowl form under a a defense that's going to complement him way better than what he was doing in Houston. Even if he just succeeds, it's a win. 
because your defense just got better because you didn't lose anyone and you were able to improve with, with your linebacker spot, which was really the biggest need on our defense to begin with. Then on top of it, Andrew Van Ginkle is cheaper. He's going to replace Shaq Lawson. And you replace Devon Gottschow with someone who is going to be way better for the Dolphins than Devon Gottschow was. That's the reality of it. The offense, we all knew ahead of time. The offense will most likely be addressed in the draft. Or at least it should be. Now, if the Dolphins come out of the draft without at least two wide with without two wide receivers, then I'm going to question. I'm going to be like, okay, what the hell? But again, I, I've always said the, the draft and free agency are like pairs. You can't have one without the other. So the grade right now on free agency is incomplete. Because if, if, yeah, if the season started tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, we didn't really do much to get better. But at the end of the day, if, if, if we kill the draft, if we get some, some good young wide receivers, a linebacker, a running back, you're going to feel a lot different about the team. Again, look at the draft class last year. What's sexy about Raekwon Davis? Nothing, but now he's a star nose tackle. He had a phenomenal rookie season, one of the best by any rookie defensive lineman. Tua, I think, is going to have a great year this year. New offense, better quarterback coach. He's going to have better weapons. Like, I think it's just going to be a better year. So let's just wait till after the draft. If you want to diss on the Dolphins after the draft because they didn't get enough help, do that. But let's just wait with free agency. Let's just chill. And hopefully I helped you understand that the Dolphins don't have as much cap space as you think. Hopefully that if you could take away one thing from this, that would be it. Dolphins don't actually have as much cap as you thought. Essentially, we went into free agency with $18 million in cap space. And if you want to sign Xavier Howard, you went into it with $10 million. If you set that in your mindset, the Dolphins had $10 million going into free agency. They actually got a lot of players for that. And I applaud them for it. Am I upset we didn't get some big name guys? Of course. Of course I am. I thought we could have if we released players. But free agency isn't over and the draft hasn't even begun. So be patient. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up.